Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about asking yourself if you're finally ready to be first in midlife. Yep, you heard me correctly, you, busy woman in the middle. Maybe you're a mom, maybe you're caring for your parents, maybe you're up to your ears in your career or volunteer work, but I know what you're up to, I know what you're used to. And I know what you're not doing, and that is putting yourself first, especially now in midlife. That's what we're talking about today. But before we go there, I want to welcome you. As a woman in the middle, you are totally in the right place, for sure. You are not alone, and you found your people. Now, this episode is sponsored by the 50 Unplugged Mastermind. It's the best way to help you focus on what you can do with your next chapter instead of what you like to think about, which is what you can't do. It's really all about becoming bold and brave in midlife. It's about up-leveling. It's about getting out of your own way so that you're more comfortable and intentional about allowing yourself to be happier. It's about learning how to think on purpose. It's about making sure that you don't have regrets and finally putting yourself first so that you know what you want and exactly how to make it happen. And one of the best parts is that you get to do this work with an amazing small group of women who are just as committed as you are to getting excited about their lives. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, grab your free kickstart call right away and get on my calendar. I only admit new clients at the beginning of the month, so now is the time. Just go to talktosusie.com and apply for your no-obligation call today so we can see if we're a good fit to work together. Okay, let's dive into this whole topic of finally being first in your life. Now, be honest. What was your first reaction when I said that? Was it yay? I've been waiting for some help in this area for ages. Or was it, ew, that sounds kind of selfish, kind of weird. You know how I'm always saying you're not alone, we're in this together? Well, this is one of those topics where you may be struggling and know some other women in the middle who are farther along the finally first continuum. So let's start at the beginning. Where are you now? Now, here's the problem. At this age, the whole putting everyone first thing starts to wear a bit thin, just like the walls of your vagina. Yep, I went there. Remember, we learned this from Dr. Heather Bartos a couple of weeks ago in episode 106 called Demystifying Midlife Personal Parts. But I digress. The whole putting yourself last thing is getting old and you're starting to feel the effects. You feel drained. You feel like you have nothing left to give. You're starting to want to have energy to do other things. That's what 20 plus years in the trenches does. It wears you out. So what's the problem? If you want something else, just do it, right? (laughs) So easy. If behavior change was that easy, I wouldn't have a job. The problem is that it's not that easy. 
you have created a habit, a habit of not putting yourself first. You've been justifying your decisions to do other things the way you have been doing them for decades, and then you keep thinking that way. So you've created really a deep neural pathway in your brain to think that way. It's your go-to way of thinking. And then you know what happens? You think something, you feel something, you do something. And then the result that you get in the whole little process proves your thinking every day of the week. So let's take a simple example so you can see how this all goes down. Someone in your family needs something. It could be your spouse, your partner, your kid, a boss, your parent. You wanted to use that hour for exercise or for yoga, but when you get the call, you drop everything to help. Now, as you know, my jam is causal coaching and I was trained at the Life Coach School. And we use the framework of something called the thought model to help understand what's going on up there in your brain. It helps you get the perspective you need to actually think on purpose to live the way you want to live. Pretty good, right? So in this situation, the request that that loved one or boss or whoever made of you is actually neutral, but it doesn't feel neutral. Maybe it was about forgetting to run an errand or to book an appointment. It doesn't really matter, right? But what does matter is what comes next. It probably feels urgent or that you need to help. So you have a thought. You have that thought. Now, you also have an appointment booked for yourself with yourself. Exercise, right? So, but you have this thought that the request is more important or that you want to make the other person happy, or that you'll squeeze in your plans later, or that missing it this once just doesn't matter that much. When you think about it this way, notice what happens next. You feel less committed to your plans. You pull back from your commitment to yourself and quickly start problem solving for the new request. And there you go. You haven't put yourself first again. You quit on your commitment to yourself and put someone else first. Now, you might be thinking, Susie, come on, this needed to get done. It was more important than what I was going to do. And you know what? Sometimes that's true. But if you don't account for what you had planned, you're not putting yourself first and honoring your commitment to yourself. Now, I'm not suggesting your plans never get bumped. Sometimes they have to, right? But when you respect your plans, you get right back in there and plan for the change. You make an accommodation. You commit to it, not just think, oh, well, maybe another time. That's the difference. The other thing to really think about is what happens on a higher level. It's not that you do this once or twice. It's that your general mindset supports never putting yourself first or at least rarely putting yourself first. Either you think you need or should always put others first, or you're uncomfortable putting yourself first. It's, the truth is somewhere in there. So here's an example. Maybe that it's become honorable to you to put others first, or maybe that you feel guilty if you don't put others first, or that it feels indulgent to put yourself first. You see what I mean? So which one resonates to you the most? It's good to see what you're thinking and how it makes you feel. And then when you do, my friend, you have to like your reasons. It's very illuminating. So do you do this because of guilt? Because you're uncomfortable? 
because it feels selfish, right? Or maybe because of what others will think if you do or don't do it. So many possible reasons, but they all pretty much lead to Rome. All roads lead to Rome, as they say. You put others first at the expense of yourself and your personal goals way too often. So you might be thinking, why is it a good idea to put yourself first, to take care of yourself as a priority? I'd like to suggest that there are four compelling reasons why you have difficulty putting yourself at the top of your agenda. And then, like I said, you got to like those reasons or you may want to make a change. So here's what I think is going on. First, it's easiest to say no to yourself. And so what I mean is that everything you do requires energy and there's only so much of this to go around. You may end up feeling exhausted or actually like wiped out, depleted. So it's easiest to ignore and take a pass on your needs. You can make that decision on your own and that's not good for you or anyone else. Second, you don't take full responsibility for your happiness. Now, as a listener of this podcast, you know that Not allowing yourself to be happier is something that is a common, common thing to regret. You also know where happiness and contentment come from. These are feelings. Feelings come from your thinking. You basically create your feelings. And in this case, you can see that you are responsible to create your own happiness. Now, this is a huge deal. And you can tell by what you see around you if this is going on for you. You can't blame others when you're not happy or content. Although it is pretty easy to blame others, but it's super important to understand that you create your own happiness. You create your feelings. You have way more power than you think. Third, you think of it as more of a black and white issue that it's taking care of yourself or taking care of others. It's one or the other. Taking care of yourself doesn't necessarily mean putting everyone else last, but it does mean that you prioritize taking care of yourself as well. Your needs are on the list too, or on the agenda, however you think about it. The thing is that you busy yourself for 20 years or so with your career and your kids or one or the other, and then you come up for air not having a clue who you are or how to create more happiness. So we want to avoid that. So now you've come up for air and you need to understand that it doesn't have to be a black and white issue. Now, this really is a huge problem for women in the middle. I hear it all of the time from my clients. So it's time to get more comfortable shifting this whole idea so that you can get better at doing you. Believe me, if you don't put yourself on the list, nobody else will either. And that brings me to the fourth thing. You're not comfortable standing up for your needs. The more practice you get at standing up for yourself and honoring your commitments to yourself, the more self-confident you will become. What you think about yourself is what creates or depletes self-confidence. Thoughts create feelings, right? I know I've said that a million times, so it makes sense. So ask yourself, what do you think you would have to think about yourself to feel self-confident. Probably something about being capable, about being worthy, but when it comes uh, to thinking negative and judgmental thoughts about yourself, I bet you're pretty good at that too. (laughs) It's so easy. So many of us are so good at being mean to ourselves with our thoughts. 
it's easy to wear away at self-confidence when we're like that. Now, the other thing is that we kind of think that we're born with it. But the thing is that you think thoughts that create or diminish your self-confidence. We think we're just born that way, but it's really not that way. Now, now the good news here is that thinking thoughts that create more self-confidence is a skill that you can totally learn. And you, my friend, are super smart and you can learn to think on purpose. This is a huge shift for many. It's so easy to think that you're just born this way, that you're just born a self-confident person, that some people have an easier time with self-confidence or with discipline or with sticking to commitments to themselves. I know I catch myself thinking that way all the time and I can hear it so clearly when I see other people doing it. But these are all thoughts that you are choosing to think that shift you away from taking responsibility to create your own results. Really think about that, that when you think, oh, they have an easier time with discipline. I don't. It's just harder for me. I just suck at that. I'm just not good at getting up in the morning and and doing what I say I'm going to do, or I'm always late. It's just harder for me. That kind of thinking is what I'm talking about. It shifts you away from taking full responsibility to create your own results. Now, like I said, beliefs like these are just thoughts that you think over and over and you create these beliefs and then you live with them on autopilot. We get so comfortable with these excuses and patterns of behavior. It's just so easy. It becomes kind of a go-to way to think. So for you to decide that you're going to start taking care of yourself, it's more than just going to get a facial or a pedicure. You have to actually practice believing that you are worth taking care of. Now let's pause on that for a second. You have to practice believing that you are worth it, that you're worth taking care of, that you're worth prioritizing yourself that you're worth being finally first. So you create your identity with your thoughts about yourself. We do that. You do it and I do it. Now your thoughts about yourself create the the feelings. We keep reviewing that. (laughs) So the feelings I'm talking about here are like commitment and self-confidence. So if you can start believing thoughts about your worthiness, You are well on your way. If you can think thoughts that you're amazing the way you are, you're thinking in the right direction. If you can be open to the idea that you are whole and you are good, you are totally on the right path. Even a little baby step thought like this will help. I'm open to the idea that I am worth uh, being on the front burner. I'm learning to take care of myself. Those are my two favorite things to add to thoughts to make them be like a little baby step. So you add, I'm open to the idea that I am worthy. That might be easier for you to think than I am worthy, or it's worth it for me to prioritize myself. It's okay for me to say no to others to to stick with my commitments to myself. So you can play with these thoughts and add, I'm open to the idea that I can do this, or I'm learning to do this better. I'm learning. These are the kinds of thoughts that will create 
feelings for you that will support this new behavior. So when your feelings um, are different, the behavior will be different. And if you want to stick to your plans, to honor your commitments to yourself, to say no sometimes, to commit to rescheduling your plans for yourself if you have to, to pursue things like hobbies and things that aren't being done for anything other than enjoyment, that they're not classically productive. If you want to try new things, if you want to get enough sleep, all this kind of stuff will be affected by thinking differently about how important it is and how okay it is and how critical it is for you to finally be first. The result of this sort of thing is that you will take care of yourself. You will finally put yourself first. The more actions you take to finally be first, the more capable you will feel in the future about creating that result for yourself. The more you keep doing it, the more confident you will become. After all these years, even at your age, it's still possible. Actually, I like to think it's more possible than ever before because you are an older and wiser woman in the middle. And also because you have opened yourself up to understanding mindfulness, to being super curious about what you're thinking and being way more intentional about how you're spending time on this planet. Now, I know that sounds really Oprah-y. I can't help it. I feel very strongly about this. (laughs) So that means that you're probably ready to start being Here, get ready for it. The queen of your brain domain. Retraining your brain to think on purpose. That's what I call it. You are the queen of your brain domain when you supervise your thinking, which means that you literally are retraining yourself to think on purpose. You have to recognize that you have been thinking on autopilot and it probably hasn't served you at all. If you don't like what you see when you look around, When you look at your weight, or you look at your flexibility, or you look at how tired you are, or you look at what's in the fridge, or you look at how busy you are, whatever it is, if you don't like what you see, you need to check your thinking. It all starts with your thoughts. So the question for you is, is this good news or bad news? (laughs) I think it's the best news ever because it's completely up to you. Of course, you will trip up sometimes. And yes, you will still think some stinky thoughts, but you will be more aware now. You will be on to yourself. And that is a huge gift of compassion that you can totally give yourself. And you, my friend, deserve to finally be first. That's it for this episode. My focus as a midlife coach is to help you get excited about your life again by exploring topics like these. And like I said, being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be. So check out the show notes with more information and links at suzyrosenstein.com. Download my free ebook, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s at suzyrosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. And whenever you're ready, there are three great ways I can help you learn to think on purpose so that you can get excited about your life again this year. The first way is to join the free Women in the Middle Community Facebook group and connect with other amazing women who are ready to start regret-proofing their lives as well. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Women in the Middle Community. The second way is to work with me directly 
and get unbelievably effective coaching to take you from being stuck and confused to being crystal clear and excited about your future. So grab your kickstart call right away at talktosuzy.com. And the third way is to get on my wait list for my new midlife membership. This is going to be an upbeat virtual community for 50 plus women who want clarity, courage, and connection to get excited about their lives again. So sign up at suzyrosenstein.com forward slash membership. Let's do this, ladies. Let's think on purpose. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.